I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to Not Another Mummy podcast with me, Alison Perry. My guest today is Jessica Chalmers. Now, Jess runs online safety workshops for parents, businesses and schools, helping families to navigate the digital world. She's also a mum of two um, and very, very busy with it. Uh, Jess, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. It's so good to see you. What's your day been like so far? Well, so far my day has been uh, very much packing my son for his drama show at the end of the day it'll be last minute uh finding three costumes we did this morning um my, and then getting my daughter to school on her broken stew which i'd have to carry coat so that's my oh. morning so far oh my goodness like typical glamorous motherhood stuff i'm honestly we're all we're all there with you um now i don't think i'm alone in feeling quite terrified about the dangers of the online world and you know my kids operating in that world do you think that that's a problem in itself? Do you think that us being scared is stopping us from tackling this head on? Yeah, I think exactly. I mean, I know exactly how you feel, Alison, which is which is why I sorry, pivoted my business and, and and completely changed it and and started doing child safety online stuff because I was the mom that was panicking and thinking, God, I don't know this stuff. I think terrified myself watching the social dilemma on Netflix. And literally from that moment, I then thought, right, I've got to do something about it. And my friends, we were all like in, in equal like panic station. So I know exactly how parents feel. I think so many. I think I think that that, that must have happened like across the country. I yeah. feel like so many parents watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix yeah. and were like, what's happening <laughs> each other in horror? Like, have you seen this? What are we going to do? Oh my goodness! Like we're completely done for. Exactly, and that and that, and that is exactly what I, what happened to me. And so that that kind of I thought, right, come on, Jeff, I need to do something. I need to I need to learn this stuff. And friends were like, oh, can you just learn it and tell us? So that's kind of how it started. Um, and I was like, I can learn it, Teddy. Can you do all the work, please, Jess, yeah. and then tell us? Exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what what happened. Um, so that's kind of how my business was born. But I do think absolutely there was a problem because. When you don't know something, there's a tendency just to think, I don't know it, I don't know it, I, I don't want to know it, because I've got to, you don't want to deal with it. But um, that's why I feel really passionately that parents do need to educate themselves because we, have, we can't expect our children, you know, to know how to behave yeah. online, 
to know what's your line unless we kind of guide them. And the same way we can guide them to ride a bike and we guide them to cross the road. This is just another thing that we just need to know. And so, um, and I think our generation are the first generation of parents with little ones, you know, with smartphones being connected to the internet. I mean, this isn't, this hasn't happened from generations above us. So we have to, yeah, I think it's our duty, I suppose, to know this stuff. It's interesting, isn't it? Like you, you're seeing that about riding a bike and crossing the road. I always think of it as like you wouldn't hand, like when your child turns 17, you wouldn't hand them a set of car keys and be like, oh, off you go. Well, you know, you've you've watched us drive for the last few years and, you know, you pretty much know what you're doing. So off you pop. Like, of course you wouldn't. Yet there's arguably as many dangers, if not more dangers on the internet. And we're just like handing them a device and being like, here you go, yeah. off you go. It's like, it's kind of mad yeah. when you think about it. Yeah, that's a great analogy. I'm going to use that in my workshop for one. That's brilliant. Exactly. It it, it is. Um, it is. It's yeah. It's a. It, it, it's you know. And they're they're powerful things. These these devices. And you know, we're handing them. I, hands up. I've done it too. You know, that when they're little, you're just trying to get on. It's trying to get a job done. So you you throw them a Kindle. You throw them your phone. You throw them the thing because you just need to get all that stuff. So, um, yeah. I just think we just it's always as long as we know. You haven't got to know everything because let's be honest, we gave birth to digital natives. So they know they don't know more than that. They will because they sort of have been, they could swipe or they could read, they could scroll before they could, you know, write. That's what they're like. But we just need to stay abreast of the technology. And if we just know enough to keep them safe and to guide them, then that's kind of, I believe, what we mean. It's so true, isn't it? Digital natives, like, you know, my, and it's not something I'm necessarily proud of, but. The fact that my my twins just turned five, and for the last two years they've been able to navigate their way around like an iPad or my phone. If I'm handing them my phone, um, you know they'll know to swipe up to get out of an app. Um, and then the other day they I, I, they were giggling. They they both got like secondhand iPads that they use, and um, they were giggling and like talking about how they were sending each other photographs. And I was like, "What are you doing?" And they'd worked out how to airdrop photos to each other and then they were starting to airdrop photos to me and they were like taking selfies of themselves and then airdropping me the pictures I was like can you just stop doing that I'm trying to send someone a message amazing is it a five but yeah it's kind of terrifying like how yeah how much they can it's do it's incredible a five-year-old can do that I mean it's it's amazing it, they're so clever um and you know and I'm to probably say at this point that I'm really pro-technology. I'm not, I don't think it's the devil. I don't think it's terrible. I think we're really lucky that our children are growing up with all the benefits of technology. But of course, what comes of that? Oh, there's, you know, there's risks. They throw the constant everything, isn't there? There's good things, there's risks. It's just knowing what they are so we can help, you know, help them be, have a safer, more positive time online. Because I think that's the thing. We want them to have a nice time when they're online. We want it to be a positive experience for them. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. So what are the key things that we need to consider? Like, would you say this different depending on the age of the child? Well, I think it's kind of, kind of the point that I come from. Of course, it changes. And when I go into schools, for example, I have like workshops I do for little ones in like year five. And I've got very different workshops I do to year sort of 10, 11. Of course, I'm talking about mainly news, sharing news, and then I'm talking about, you know, how to block and report with the little ones. But I do think it's like anything. It's It's... I think the same rules apply. The same rules apply wherever you are. And I think, for me, the number one thing is conversation is key. I think for parents, if we if we um, can educate ourselves and know kind of how to keep our children safe online, um, 
and we talk to our children about the stuff, but not just talk to them and scare them and say, be careful of this, be careful of that. If we have everyday conversations like, I don't know, hey, how much in Minecraft world coming along? Or what made you laugh on TikTok today? What was funny on YouTube? Because if we talk about the everyday stuff and we make that normal, then if they ever come across something that makes them feel weird in their tummy or someone upsets them, and when we talk about, oh, how is it, um, you know, what, what why did I, and then they might say, actually, mummy, this thing happened today that didn't make me feel very good. And then you kind of, you then you're used to having that conversation with you. So I think conversation at any age is key. Um, but I suppose from a young age, I would say the most, one of the most important things you can do is uh, teach your child to screenshot on every device that they use. So let's say they were on a Kindle, I have to Google this, on a Kindle, hashtag, a Kindle, a, you know, a smartphone, a laptop, whatever it might be, show them how to take a screenshot because then if anyone does send them something, and I always use that kind of makes, a, makes them feel funny in their tummy because that kind of, they know that feeling. Um, if someone, so it's, it's maybe someone saying something weird to them or say that unkind to them, they can then save that message as evidence if they might need it. And this is especially relevant to things like Snapchat and WhatsApp have disappearing messages um but also teaching your children i think it's really key on any thing that they're on whether it's a game or a social media show them how to uh, block on reports because um it empowers them you know in the moment they can block that person report that person the thing unkind to them they've taken a screenshot they've blocked before them and they can move on they have a lot to dwell on it and worry about it because they're dealing with it in the moment so i would say screenshot block reports Wham on to your children about that and, you know, get them bored with you. And I think that is, for me, is, is the key. That's really good advice. Yeah, I just think, you know, and my fun fact, oh, mommy, it's so boring, I know, screen, block, block, screen, grab, block, report, I know. I'm like, yeah, but it, I want him to be bored with me because then it will become second nature. Someone says something, bing, 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 and he'll just do it. And he'll just, like, yeah, move on. Do you know what it's like? It's a bit like when I walk my five-year-olds to school, we get to the the road that we have to cross and every single day I say, right, girls, what do we do here? And they say, stop, look and listen, which is obviously that's like a phrase that comes from like our childhood. There was like adverts that had stop, yeah. look and listen on. Um, And yeah, like they are at the point now where they're like, yes, we know, stop, look and listen. But it's good. You want it to be still drilled into them that it's just second nature. I guess it's exactly the same with exactly. screenshots block and report isn't it yeah exactly the same that's really yeah exactly the same i just yeah because that that that's a fun then you've done we've kind of got the if someone's being mean or someone's being weird you've kind of blocked you've got them out of you've got them out of out of you know that game or whatever it is and i think that's the thing so say you know someone says mommy can i have tiktok mommy can i have fifa yeah okay let's look at how you let's, let's sit down together i'm going to show you how to block and report i'm going to show you how to screenshot on this device and then you know, if you used to do that with everything, then every time they go on something, at least they've got that. They've got the basics. Yeah. I'll tell you what might be quite helpful. In case anyone's listening, so so I've got a 13-year-old and little ones. You've got kind of tween, preteen kids, haven't you? Yeah. Someone might be listening who's got younger kids and they're, li- they're listening to this episode because they know that at some point in the future, online safety is something that will be on their radar. It might be quite helpful if you yeah. just like run through what kind of roughly at what age things become a consideration because I know for example when my eldest was about seven or eight she was really nagging me to allow her to play Roblox and for a long time I was like no 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 I don't want you playing Roblox because there's like a chat facility and you might get strangers messaging you 
And a lot of people aren't really aware. They might think, oh, well, it's just a game that they're playing. Like, surely it's a bit like us playing Tetris when we were kids. Um, Do you want to just like really quickly run through in general? I know that obviously you can't cover everything, but at like kind of at this age, this is something you might want to consider or be aware of. Yeah, that's a really good shout. Um, So I think at all ages, especially the young children, you want to be thinking about putting safe search on your Google. Um, which is really simple to do. Um, you can Google it. Um, you, you know, you want to be thinking about um... so safe search. Does that mean does it does that mean that they if they put in certain terms, nothing will come up? Because actually, that's not something that I'm aware of. And my little ones, like I said, they've got oh, okay. like, iPads that they use. And if they go onto Safari, they could. Te- I mean, not that they're, they they can't even spell at the moment, so they're not going to be typing yeah. search terms in. But I didn't realize that you could put a safe search on Google. Yeah, you can do a Google safe search. Um, exactly. Um, I've made a post about it on my Instagram page. So it's with step by step instructions on how to do that. So um, if anyone's on Instagram, I, without um, accessing it, um, it's, it's it's very simple. It's like three steps. Um, but you can do that, and you can look at find me on there, um, or you can just literally just Google how how to set up Google safe search. You can also change, I believe it's called, um, no, I feel like I'm trying to remember, I won't say smell, but that's the thing. There's also, I can't remember, there's also a safe search you can have just for, it's a children's search engine you can use. Right. So that's sort of the right, ones right, you right. want to use that, you can do that. Um, yeah. I would say as well, a really key thing to do, which is free and it's simple and it's really easy peasy, is setting up your, um, with your broadband provider, just putting on the parental controls there. Um, it takes you know literally two minutes. Um, and a great place to go for this is called internetmatters.org, who I think are the best organization ever. Um, and they're really good, like yeah. Is, they're so good, aren't they? And they make it so easy for us parents because although I'm talking about tech and I'm talking about how they say, I'm not I'm not naturally a techie person. You know, I'm doing this as, as a, from a parent's point of view. I'm not someone who's come from a techie background. So I find it's all, it can all be a bit tricky, but... Uh, internet matters make it really simple they should give you step-by-step instructions so if you're with virgin or sky wherever it might be go check out internet matters go into the parental controls type in sky and it will show you how to set up that so that's another way to kind of a layer of protection on so i recommend doing that um the key age actually for having these conversations with children um is seven to i mean and i'm not saying what seven to eleven is kind of the is the age that a lot of online safety experts talk about kind of getting this conversation across. And I'm not saying if a child's younger than that, they're too young, if they're older than that, but they've missed the boat. But it tends to be between seven and 11 that children make their first sort of tiptoe steps online. So I think getting it all, kind of having the conversation and getting it set up then is really key. But going back to what you said, yes, I would say my daughter is uh, eight and she's desperate to go on roadblocks. Um, her brother was probably on Roblox kind of about now. I'm say I'm holding off with her because she plays so nicely with her dollies, and I just think, please, just play a bit nice. Thanks. Sort of just, oh yes, yes, yes. We'll talk about it on the weekends. They're just bobbing her off a bit. But Roblox um, tends to be a, a tends to be a stepping stone. Now, Roblox um, isn't just one game. It's just you can play all sorts of games on Roblox, and you've got to be aware that, of course, it's not. Although a lot of children play Roblox, it is open to everybody. But the great thing about Roblox is it's got brilliant parental controls. So if you are worried about your child being on Roblox, also chatting to strangers, you can turn all that stuff off so they just play on their own. Um, 
So that's something. I think we're going to get a bit older. They like to do a bit of Minecraft and then maybe want to like get into Fortnite when they're kind of 12-ish. I found kind of tends to be the, the, the way it goes. And again, on all of these things, yes, they can play and they can chat to people and they can do that. But if while they're little, while they're young, I would highly recommend using the brilliant like, safety settings, parental controls that they have on there. Uh, again, you can find the step-by-step instructions on these on Internet Matters. Or you could put in Fortnite safety settings into Google and it takes you straight to the safety, the safety, um, the safety center. Sorry, so you go, you should put in Fortnite safety center, Minecraft safety center, TikTok safety center, whatever it is you want to find out. And they all have safety sensors and they all give really easy peasy step-by-step instructions of making it safe. Um, Brilliant. And then I suppose it, you then get, you then sort of become a teenager and then it, then it becomes social media and then it's TikTok, Snapchat. Instagram, that's, that's where you kind of want to uh, really get yourself put up because that, that's, you know, that's another potential together. Um, and again, I would highly recommend going to their safety centres or photos and matters. Yeah, I've just searched, while you were talking, I just searched for that, um, the child-friendly search engine is called Swiggle. So the website is swiggle.org.uk. Swiggle, I knew it wasn't, yeah, okay. It's not Smiggle, that's where you buy your yeah, overpriced brilliant. pens and notepads. <laughs> that's like... <laughs> <laughs> the smell that smell of weird um strawberries of plastic strawberries yeah <laughs> exactly yes kids love that, that stuff don't they <laughs> oh they love it um, they love it so so yeah so my 13 year old she's she's got a phone she's got whatsapp and when she turned 13 after so much discussion we allowed her to have snapchat we actually did this thing where um it was a book a great book by natasha devon which is all about how to be your best online self and it's it's a book for tweens and teens oh amazing i made my i made my 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 daughter read this book um and because i'm really mean i said to her okay i want you to write a summary of each chapter and what you've learned i didn't want her to just like flick through it and be like done i wanted her to you know write a summary of what she'd learned like bullet points and then i was like right once you've done that then we'll have another conversation about whether we'll let you have snapchat um and then she, yeah she turned 13 and we were like oh because we'd always use the rule of you're not really allowed to have snapchat until you're 13 so it's not really our rules it's their yeah. rules and then she was like well i am 13 now um so yeah we eventually kind of slightly reluctantly let her have snapchat but she's still not got instagram and she's still not got tiktok and currently because her tactic seems to be um bombarding us with constant but please but please but why but why but please but why and eventually, usually, we'll just be like, oh, I cannot cope with this conversation anymore. Okay. Yeah. But I feel like with Instagram and TikTok, I am holding strong. And I, she tells me that she, she's literally the only friend of hers. Like, all, none of her friends are being stopped from going onto these apps. What age do you think most parents allow their kids to have these kind of big social sites and access to them? I think, unfortunately, um, for my sort of little bit of, you know, when I go into schools, the first thing I ask the children is, what's your favourite, you know, what's your favourite thing online? And, and a lot of them are under 13 and they all send, a lot of them will be on social media platforms. And so I do think they do go on. And I was on a TikTok forum last, was it this year? This year, earlier in the year. And um, they were talking about how they are so aware that, parents are setting up their children you know these young children on social on 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 the platforms and it's a huge problem you know 
it gives them such a big job to try and remove these underage children and either under then removing millions millions of them and trying to get them off so yes and and they they said in this forum they're fully aware that it's the parents that are setting them up you see that's and that's one of the things that i think parents really need to be educated because i think when we look at like if i was to look at my let's just put them use my example if i was to use my pinterest and it's lovely or it's not you know it's interior design it's birthday cake decorations it's at the moment there's like christmas wreath things i've been i've been putting down but that doesn't mean because mine's lovely it doesn't mean if if i let my child have that it is going to be lovely you know we know we know sadly from you know the, the horrible stuff that we read in the press and the recent um you know court case uh, with white russell that actually most of her uh, content, you know, the hideous suicide, pro-suicide and, and self-harm content was coming from Pinterest. But if I was just me as a mum going, but it's really nice. You know, we have to be in mind that, bear in mind that what we have on our Instagram is not going to be what your child's going to have on their Instagram. What we have on our Snapchat is not what the child's going to have on Snapchat. It's like, you can't compare it to, like, it's just been made for us and they're just going to be very different. So I think if we keep that in mind, it's really key. I also think, and this is quite powerful when I say it to parents, um, if you let your child, let's say that there was a, there was an Ofcom um, last summer. Ofcom reported that they, the rise of the TikToks. So they were saying, I think it was something like two thirds of eight to eleven year olds had um, TikTok accounts. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Mm. Um, so uh, if we use the, let's use the eight. If an eight year old is getting onto TikTok or getting onto any sort of social media. If um, by the time they're, so the help them think that they're 13, because you've had to tend to 30 by putting a 13 date of birth. By the time that eight year old is 13, the album is going to think they're 18 and it's going to be showing them adult content. So you've just got to bear in mind as a parent, if you're going to set your child up young, they're going to be being seen stuff much earlier than they should. Yeah. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Also, we're, so we're recording this in December, and I saw a really interesting post the other day from someone who she must have referred 
in a post to Father Christmas not being real. And she was getting flack in the comments from people saying, oh, I can't believe you didn't put a warning at the start. And she was saying, look, if your kids are old enough to be on social media, they're old enough to know that Father Christmas doesn't exist, which I think kind of sums up quite nicely and points out that kids are being given access to social media at an age where their parents are still pretending that Father Christmas is real. And it's like, "Mm, not sure you can have it both ways. Like either your child is old enough to know the truth about Christmas or they're too young to be on social media. It's so true. Do you know, I was having that exact same thought. I was thinking, so my daughter's on YouTube Kids, so I think we're okay. But I was thinking, you know, you see all these three, you see all these like skits, don't you, on Instagram Reels and things where people are like, you know, doing the stockings. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, like this is just your one step away from like. Mm, mm, this yeah, is it. This no, is it. That's, yeah, it's really true. Yeah, you're, you're old enough, you're old enough, right? And if you're not, you're not. Um, and I think. You can't have it both I, ways. I, you can't have it both ways. They can't. Yes. Um, I often wonder whether, because I know that obviously you do like online courses for parents, but am I right in thinking it's more about how to talk to your kids about tech? And I often wonder whether parents should go on some kind of online tech usage course for ourselves before our kids get to a certain age, because I'm really aware that I'm teaching my children really bad habits. I saw this video on TikTok the other day, and it was like some business conference. And it was some guy and he was at the front and he was holding a phone and he was like, if I was holding my phone and talking to you, what message does that send to you? And basically the point he was making was, I'm sending you the message that you're not that important, that whatever's happening or about to happen on my phone is more important than you. And he he wasn't doing it in a hugely judgmental way, but he was basically saying, if you're talking to your kid and you're like this, or your phone's on the dinner table, even if you've got it like turned over the other way, upside down, think about the message that's sending your kids. And I was like, oh, I feel really guilty because like yeah. I'm always like in the middle of doing the Tesco shop and I'm like, oh, hang on a minute. And my kids are like, look at this, mummy. And I'm yeah. like, hang on, hang on. Um, yeah. So I'm just aware of like the bad habits that I'm teaching them. So do you think that we almost need to re-educate ourselves before our kids get to that age? Oh, 100%. In fact, I've just done a six-week course with this amazing, amazing company called Mind Over Tech, which is exactly that. It was um, they go in, they 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 they, they run courses basically for us who need to sort out our tech use. Um, because although I'm going and talking to young people about, you know, I know that I know that I'm I we need five examples, don't we? And if I exactly what you're saying, you know, scrolling on my phone and I'm asking, you know, get off my class as I'm like scrolling on Instagram. I mean, what? That doesn't make yes. any sense. Um, but I went on this. <laughs> but I went on this amazing course. Yeah, six weeks. It was two hours, two hours a week. Oh my goodness, it was the best thing. I've definitely put in some really great habits for doing that course, and I hope I continue them. Um, so I'd highly recommend so them. The as a, is them it, is as it a, something that anyone can access? Can anyone pick themselves anyone onto can it? Access. Yeah, it's called it's called Mind Over Tech. It's a company, and um, it's run by these two fabulous people. And what they and you just you just join in. It's for two hours. Well, for the one I was on, it was two hours a week, ten to twelve on a, on a Thursday. And you've got like a, a you've got a cohort of people, and you join and you do it, and you get homework, and you get they're called experiments. They get experiments to do. It might be putting a post-it note on your phone, or it might be setting an alarm which tells you to put your phone down. Little things like that. But this, they're just sort of they're just really good. It's a few, it's been really brilliant. I feel I feel um, much better about my tech use than than having that course. Um, so yeah, so I recommend them. Um, but exactly, I do think we need to, we do need to lead by example, don't we? Because 
they're looking to us. And I, what, the other thing I do with my children is I do verbalize because I am mm-hmm. like, this is annoying because I'm doing either some banking or the Ocado shop or something really boring. And you think it looks like I'm doing something fun. So I do say, by the way, this is not fun. I'm just in a shopping. This is, I'm not doing something fun. So I do sort of tell them that I'm, this is, I'm not just all playing on my phone. Um, I'm doing, I'm doing the dull stuff. I think this is the, that, that's a really good point, actually, Jess. It's a really good point. And I think that, that now, now that we live and organize so much of our lives through our phones, and I remember a few years back feeling quite cross. There was like a, a thing that went viral. Um, it was a, a notice that had been put up at a, a primary school. And it was something along the lines of parents, please put your phones away when you're picking up your child, um, you know, so it was something along the lines of like your child is the most important thing to you, not your phone. And I felt really cross about it, even though I've just told you the story about how this guy was on TikTok saying this about put your phone down. Because I really felt like, hang on a minute, like as parents, we're at the school gates picking up our kids. But like you say, we're probably, you know, quickly answering a work email, um, remembering, oh, I haven't put toilet roll yeah. on, the, on the online shop. I need to quickly do that. It's like, it's life admin. It's not. We're not like just like sending our friends a funny message or a meme yeah. or scrolling through our Pinterest pins. It's like I don't know. It's it's not as cut and dry as people are more important than tech because actually the two are intermingled so much yeah. these days, aren't yeah, they? Exactly. And I think yeah, I, I get it. It's just exactly scrolling on Instagram when you're at school dates, but you know, well, yeah, they 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 need to know that. Because they only see they don't have they don't have the boring acronyms to do. So when they're on tech, it's only fun stuff, isn't it? They're not they're not doing the thinking. I wish they would for the sort of roles in the shop, but they're not. So they need to see, I think, that we are we are like booking the car for this MOT or doing the dull, dull, dull stuff as well. It's not all fun. That's a really good point. It never occurred to me that your kids think that you are just just having yeah. leisure time <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I think we do. We do. We do. We need to have like a we need to have an external monologue yeah. where it's like you're you're you know, I'm I'm putting money onto your sister's um school dinner you know account so that she can buy lunch today. Like I'm not sitting yeah. here just like having fun. Um, something that I have heard you talk about a lot, which I love, is how not all screen time is bad. I know actually we shouldn't really be focusing on screen time. No, we shouldn't. Um, we should like reframe how we how we talk about it. Tell me more about that. Yeah, so um this is the thing I think it's, it's almost a bit outdated to think about screen time, like to even to even comp- to even focus on that sort of but we, we find it hard not to, I get it. Like we panic because I'm thinking, oh they're on the screen for ages. But um, one of the one of the one of the, the, the sort of things I talk about when I do my work as lots of parents is like imagine imagine a child on a Saturday morning. This is quite typical. They come downstairs, they might play a bit of Minecraft, then they'll have some breakfast. They might put the telly on, then they go to their football football practice. Then they'll come back and they do their homework online. Um, they might have some lunch. They might go out for a play with a friend. Then they'll come back and they um, might do some reading on their Kindle. And then they might talk to their granny on a Zoom call, um, watch a bit more telly. It's Saturday night, it's they sit down and they're having a family movie. Now, if you were to look at that screen time, flipping heck, there will be, be hours. Because they yeah. didn't look at it, probably, it's a fabulous screen time. And, um, you know, what they did, their homework, massive tick. They spoke to granny on a Zoom call, they had a family movie. You know, even the 
I'm not saying I'm not saying the um, the beauty game is, is not good sweet time either, but it's all different and they all hold different values. You know, if the same child walked downstairs, put on Minecraft and stayed there for the entire day, I mean that would be less ideal. But I think we have to realise that different screen times hold different values and they do different things. You know, some screen time is very passive, it kind of just washes over them. I don't know, like watching TV. Sometimes you just need that. Like, I know I do at the end of the day. I feel and wants to sit and be like washed over. There's other screen times, I don't know if I'm making a workshop and I'm, and I'm, I'm doing all my stuff in Canva, like that's really productive screen time. It's still a screen, but it's different. And the same with children, you know, they'll be doing their homework, they'll be chatting to friends, like that's really great, that's fun, and that's that, that's different from um, maybe just like scrolling maybe mindlessly on Instagram. But they all, I think I think it's just finding, you know, realising that they, they all hold different values. And also the big thing is not to focus on the screen time but to focus on the quality rather than the quantity so okay and what are you doing on your screen how what is the quality of that screen time is it is it is it good quality so it might be your child is the one that wants to sit on minecraft the entire day you know there's loads of us out there's loads of children like that out there i know for sure my problem loves me i know if he could um but you know maybe it's, it's finding then okay well you love gaming so let's think how we can make that more quality so perhaps you could do a course in coding or maybe you could do some kind of computer gaming design thing so it's sort of do the gaming, but let's also try and kind of get some skills going as well and have some better quality would be my advice. That's really, yeah, that's brilliant advice. My 13-year-old is currently doing a lot of asking, relentless asking about having devices in her bedroom. And it's it's been a hard no, and it still is a hard no. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to stay strong. Um, But last year I spoke to a psychologist for a feature that I was writing and she said something really interesting. She said that young people's brains aren't wired to switch off. So they get a notification, they get that dopamine hit, and it keeps them going back, back, back for more. And that's why there needs to be clear boundaries in terms of, you know, times that they don't have their devices, especially, I guess, when they get to a certain age where they're maybe going to bed a bit later. You don't want them sitting. You know, my husband works at a secondary school and he's like really aware that so many of the boys are up so late like on their devices sending snapchat messages and all the rest of it um it sounds like there's like a physiological reason like an actual thing as to why we need to help our kids navigate this but it's so hard isn't it yeah yeah it's really hard yeah it has been proven now that you get a hit of dopamine to the brain when you get a notification on your phone and interestingly you get a second even bigger hit of dopamine to the brain um with the anticipation of wondering what that message is going to be so, you know, as adults... Is that why they do the dot, dot, dot thing? I expect so. They, You they, know when someone sends you a message? Yeah, and you can see it coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. It's all just so... I mean, they're all so clever, these people that have, um, that have you know, that create these algorithms. Um, in fact, a lot of them have gone through this place at Stanford University. Um, this guy... Is his name? It's called... There was, they, they teach them captology. Like, it's literally the science of capturing our attention with technology. They learn it in this behavior design lab. Stanford and actually like Tristan Harris who who wrote the social dilemma loads of the big clever people who, who like work these algorithms have all gone through this now basically learning how to like hold our attention so you think we find it tricky like these children you know I think they say now is that 24 25 their the full brain is a completely developed you know it's they've got no chance you know they've got their brains are working yeah. against them technology is working against them yeah it's really really tricky um yeah, I did some training with the NSCCC and they, these young children, really quite young children were talking about how they just don't, they just don't sleep because they're just, you know, phones are pinging and they can't stop. They can't stop yeah. um, looking at the messages. 
So yeah, I, I'm with you on the hard no of tech in the, in the bedroom. Also, there are each app, from what I can from what I can tell, Instagram and TikTok, they also have like internal um, safety devices for, for teens, don't they? So I think Instagram yeah. have launched a new thing where any teen that downloads Instagram and creates an account, there are restrictions on it. And I think TikTok for teenagers, it will automatically switch off at a certain time and it will encourage them to take certain like screen breaks after yeah. a certain period of time. So at least that's good. At least the tech companies are building this stuff into the apps for teenagers. Yeah, yeah, they're helping. They're helping. Um, but I suppose the tech itself is so like Moorish that it's, um, you know, it's it's tricky for them. Um, the other thing that I would say about tech in bedrooms overnight, as we're talking about it, um, I always advise, and I've, I've read loads of read loads and loads about this online, and all these fabulous, really clever people um, that talk about it, and how really having phones in bedrooms overnight is a big is a is a bit of a disaster. When the Internet Watch Foundation, the most amazing organisation, and their job is to take down child sex material from the, from the internet, like that's their job. They're amazing. And what they've seen, the latest report that came out in the summer, what they've seen is that the majority of everything they take down now is child-generated sexy material. So that means that the abuser's not in the room. The child is abusing themselves with their with their webcam, with their, you know, the, their phones. They're videoing themselves and taking photographs and sending it to you. They wouldn't do that by themselves. They're doing it because they're being coerced and groomed into doing it. And a lot of the time they see that material, it's in bedrooms like, at, at, you know, it's in bedrooms more often than not sometimes it's in bathrooms but it tends to be in bedrooms and I think you know the experts would sort of say that in the quiet of night that's when that stuff kind of can happen so if we just keep the phones out of bedrooms while they're little like in the accept that that's the best thing you can do what sort of age would you say is okay for them to have their phone in their room well I don't know actually I haven't thought about this I mean definitely I don't need to have my phone in my room that's impressive I, mean, I don't trust myself I lost my phone outside my room, and it's the best. It's the best thing I've done. It's, it's in fact since watching the social dilemma, I thought that is it. I'm not having my phone either to overnight. I'm not being controlled by my phone. I charge it here in my office. So because I, I also one day saw myself. You know, like having those weird thing. I saw myself like hovering above myself, imagining the children came running in the morning, getting to bed with me like they do. You know, and I was on my phone. And I thought, what are you doing, Jess? Like you're on your your children yeah. don't have to see you, and you're on your phone scrolling on Instagram. I thought, no, enough, enough. So I, I keep it in here. It's, so it's not the last thing I do at night. It's not the first thing I do in the morning. And that's just such a nice, it's so nice. I have an alarm. Actually, I don't have an alarm clock because I did have one, but now I'm just having to use my house. He does, he won't put his phone out. He, he's always on his phone. So I'm like, his alarm wakes him up. But at least I haven't got my phone like, next to me. But um, yeah. yeah. And also, it's that leading by example thing as well. Because quite often my 13-year-old will say, but you have your phone in your bedroom. I like it's that thing, isn't it? Well, you do it. Why can't I? Um, yeah. So actually, it would make it much easier if if both myself and um, my husband don't have our phones in our bedroom. It would be much easier to be like, well, we don't do it, so so you don't get to either. Yeah, <sighs> I know, I know, it, and it is. Do you know what? It's nice, and it's it is it's a really it is a really nice thing. Not not like being governed, but I have to say, I usually have a quick have a quick look at it, which is why I did my mind over tech. Um, course so like but why are you looking at your phone because if I look at my phone at 10 30 before I go to bed and I I see an email or I see something I can't do anything about it it's just going to stress me out so I just think you know it's, it is 
there's not really much use in having it in your bedroom because you're either going to score and keep yourself awake. The blue light is good. You know, I, I um, for me, it's been it's been good. And I also have turned all my notifications off. I feel like that's such a game changer. The only notifications I have are um, my mum texts me. My mum's not on WhatsApp, so she'll text me. So that'll come through. On WhatsApp, I have my husband and my 13-year-old as like the notifications will come through so that if she's like on her way back from school and she's having her trains being cancelled or whatever, I need to know about it. But apart from that, every single notification is switched off and it is such a game changer, isn't it? It really is. It really is. Although I have to say, I, I, I had a situation yesterday where I was thinking, my husband was like, why is the cat, one of our cats, haven't been, haven't been, like, why is it always inside? I hadn't even noticed. Hadn't even noticed. But it's been locked in the house. Thankfully, we have cat litter, uh, litter tray thing. We've got two cats. It's been locked in the house for 21 days. It, somehow, it's chipped thing. It's all like on the app. The cat flat had locked it in and made it an indoor cat. Oh, my God. I felt so sad. But it's 21 days. I was thinking, why is, well, this tray did get to me. And, and, but if I had my right thing that we, there was no notification saying River has been made into an indoor cat, and if I had no idea oh. this happened, there the notification would have been useful, which is so happy now for yeah. life. I'm receiving that five hundred best man of her life, but you know there's there's moments. <laughs> oh. There's men. It's I felt so sad. That's a bad cat money. Um, Twenty one days, poor wow. Um, so yeah, so notifications are helpful sometimes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, now, this is a big one. Um, how worried should we be about porn and how should we be tackling it with our kids and at what age? How how young is too young to bring it up with them? Oh, I'm, this is, I love this subject. Um, I just did a recent and did a recent as well on an amazing like webinar pointency thing with um, Culture Reframed. Have you heard of Culture Reframes? No. I think they're never too young to hear about porn. I speak to my daughter about what about what porn is, and I speak to my son. I, I want the word in this ha- in this family not to be um, taboo and weird, and I, and not spoken about. So yeah, I absolutely bring up the subject and say, you know, it's obviously age appropriate. But I'm also aware that the moment they have a connected device, they can see the stuff anyway. I've read so many um, sort of articles and written by young men who've said that porn destroyed their sex life. Like they, they grew up watching porn from quite a young age. And of course to get to kind of to get it turned on it had to get more and darker and darker. And and and, and now they've got these beautiful wives and they can have sex because they can't get it up because they're just like unless they're watching some sort of hideous like porn, they can't. And I just think that's just so sad. Like to me that's yeah. the saddest thing. That you can ruin your sex life. And these men are like basically completely destroyed there's, there's lots of, and I get lot, lots of new guys from these fabulous organisations that have all these young men like talking very openly about how it's kind of really. So I think, you know, they, they say it's sort of 11 is the age that uh, children see porn for the first time as the average age. So I think talking to them from a young age is, is important. And also talking to them about what's, what isn't, isn't real, because actually, you know, that stuff isn't real. They don't talk about consent. You know, it's, it's, it's not normal sex. This is what I say to the children. This is not. If you ever see this stuff, this is not normal. It's not what it's not normal. Like don't think that's normal, and that's what that's what grown ups do because it's not. Finally, Jess, um, where can we find you online to hear more from you? Because I know that you you have lots of really brilliant tips and bits of advice on your Instagram, haven't you? Where can we find you? Yes. So my Instagram is the underscore social Jess. Um, so please come. That's, that's where I hang out the most. So please come and find me there, and I try and and kind of put useful. 
um, tips out if there's like a new game that's come out or something. I'll try and kind of help, basically help us parents out on there. Um, I also run corporate workshops, um, which I love doing. So if you, you know, if you wanted me to come in and talk, uh, you know, online to your, I've noticed that lots of businesses now, it's also when I was a corporate, this wasn't a thing, but a lot of the businesses have parenting groups. Um, I've done lots of corporate workshops with kind of, um, parenting groups. I also do private workshops for groups of friends. I can do that on zoom. And I also go into schools and speak to young people. So they're all different ways that I can work with people and you can find me on Instagram and send me a DM and I'll be really happy to have a chat with you. But um, yeah, I'm just very passionate about it uh, as you can probably tell. <laughs> yeah, you can tell. It's brilliant. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been so great to chat to you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely being here. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.